0: Hey girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. (laughs) This is the Yo Fly Auntie podcast and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back relax and get ready for takeoff baby because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Hey girl you got your headphones on. Welcome 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 to the Yo Fly Auntie podcast. This is Kendra also known as Yo Fly doing girl how you doing what's going on huh you look cute you feel cute what you doing i know you got it going on it's a friday eve thursday if you listening to this when it drops also known as friday eve because you know we like a little extra on our extra correct correct yes we do Yes. So what is going on? Let's see. What have I been up to? A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this and of that. Uh, and, and having a good time doing it. So uh, Christmas shopping is a little different this year. <laughs> like I feel accosted every time I go in my <laughs> in my email box. It's just like um so hey girl, uh, I know I said a few minutes ago it was going to be 20% off but now everything is 40, 45, 50. Can I get a 60, 60? 60. Can I get 65? 77? I mean, it's like an auction. Uh and you I finally got to the point that I just had to turn my alerts off for and I mean companies that I like a lot. And uh I was I mean, I was already practicing this a little bit. Not in, in a very, what am I trying to say, y'all? Yeah. In a very, that was a very mm -hmm, midlife moment. What am I trying to say? You know, when you look at people and be like, what am I saying? It's the thing that's over there by the thing. Yeah, I was trying to be more conscious about the way that I was spending my money, especially during the holiday season to try to uh, keep that, that money turning back around, you know, not just let it leave my hand and go into a corporation, but to my fellow creatives and to my friends that have businesses and uh, things that I find online that are from small businesses that I like. I love Etsy and I love shopping um secondhand, but you know you don't get a chance to thrift as much to upcycle. Mhm. Uh, that was me and my mama on uh on a good on a good good Saturday. Honey, let me tell you. We would go out and hit our favorite thrift stores, hit a couple of Rosses and a couple of Marshalls because you know, you girls that hit Ross and Marshalls and Home Goods and TJ understand that if you have, you know, you got a good one in one area, you make a um, you make your plans to just to do stuff around that area. <laughs> so you can hit all of your good Marshalls and your good TJs and your good thrift stores. So yeah, been doing a lot of online shopping specifically with small vendors, specifically with small black vendors and women in particular. So we can walk what we talk because if we're going to say it, we need to do it, right? If we say we're going to support one another, then we need to support one another. And sometimes... That might just mean yes, girl, go girl, do the thing, girl. Whatever, yes, you got it, honey. Yes, Sis is sometimes that mean putting some money down and uh or or reposting your friend's stuff. It's crazy to me that it's not crazy because it's capitalism, but that people will reshare something from uh, some big box store and but they won't repost their friend's photography studio. And not with being asked, not like saying, hey, y'all, could you repost my my um, special for whatever I'm doing? Y- you shouldn't have to be asked, right? I mean, you shouldn't have to be. But to be more conscious and more deliberate about how we spend our money and who we spend our money with. <laughs> it's worked before. It can work again. <laughs> Montgomery boy bus boycott. That's what I'm talking about. The Montgomery bus boycott. They didn't get on the bus for for a very, very long time. And uh and and if you really, really want to know the truth about it, what really always changes things is when you redirect your what? Your funds. So that is what I've been really focusing in on. Also getting all of your orders out for your cup of fuck it and your good good candle. There will be that good good. Ooh it's a vibe, y'all. It really is. When you open it, you smell it, and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> My cousin, Kira, was like, girl, I don't know if I want to put on some red lipstick and go out or drink some wine or pour uh, uh, get me a nice hot bubble bath. I was like, well, sis, why you can't do all three? Why you can't pour you a nice bubble bath, pour you some wine, and soak? with your red lipstick on, <laughs> her Brenda Jean Red. It's a whole situation around here. <laughs> so that is what I have been up to. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm sure that you are doing the same of the things. If you have grandkids or nieces and nephews or little ones of any kind or grown folks around you that are gamers, then you know all the rage is this new PS4, 5, one of them, PlayStation, one of them. I don't know who you have to know to get one of those. So we'll probably have to wait until the new year <laughs> for our boys to get it. But I read a tweet. <laughs> I wish I could remember this brother's name, but <laughs> he said someone, uh, Roy Woods is a comedian. And he was like, "Uh, who did y'all have to rob in order to get y'all PlayStations? And somebody said, replied, this is so bad, but it's funny. Someone replied, I started working at Walmart a month ago. As soon as the PlayStations came out, I purchased mine and I quit. <laughs> oh gosh, I was like, well, okay. First of all, well played. Great that you made room for somebody else who really wanted the job. But I'm like, damn is it that serious about these video games yes it really really is so i don't know anything about it but i know my boys are super excited about it but santa don't have that he don't have it for them this year so they're gonna have to find other reasons and ways and <laughs> purposes for being happy <laughs> is that bad momming if it is then they'll have to talk to their counselor about it at some point in time when they get to be adults uh-huh okay <laughs> Oh, honey, you thought that was all? Wait for the remix. You know what time it is. It is the time of this podcast where we talk about a sis that is doing things her way or their way. Repurposing, reinventing, retooling, reimagining, being a grown ass woman, a girl in all of her gorgeousness a grown-ass womanness. <laughs> this is that section of this podcast can you believe that we are closing in on a season together hmm it's been fun and i can't wait for season two i'm i'm really taking in all of your suggestions and i love it so so much so we're gonna have a lot of stuff that we're gonna add in the 2021 of things but right now we're gonna celebrate somebody who is remixing life today so this week we are celebrating not one but two two sisters who are actually sisters (laughs) for this week's remix and guess what the remix is they have Show enough showed you how to use that family energy because Samiria Dunson has, is 42 and Loria James is 40. They're 18 months apart, but both of them are now judges in the great state of Alabama. One is a municipal court judge and one is a circuit court judge. Okay. The law. Okay, la, 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 not in, not in here, not in this courtroom. Do y'all remember that viral video from years ago when the lady was like, not in courtroom 201, you don't come in here doing that. And sisters get it done like that. These sisters are no different in putting it down and representing for not just themselves, but for all of us. Of course, they credit their parents with their, tenacity and their drive and their parents were educators shout out to the educators i'm from a, a family of educators my mother was an educator she taught fifth grade my father was an educator as well so shout out to you two judge sissies, two two judges Two two sisters that's judges i don't know how y'all gonna brand yourselves but it seems like it should be a a way to say that the, the, the sister judges. I don't know, child. But congratulations to y'all reimagining, repurposing, reinventing what it means. It's not just the first or the one of y'all or the we the, the first one to show up. And, you know, Montgomery is showing out. Montgomery got a, a black uh, mayor as well. Yeah, shout out to you, to, to the gump, not to ASU. I love y'all, but, you know, anyway, Tuskegee so shout out to you all sis shout out to you sisters you are indeed worthy of being crowned with this week's remix yes so I'm gonna just say this right off the rip this week's topic might be a little triggering so I want you to proceed with caution Proceed with caution. We are talking about the holidays. And we've talked about the Holiday Survival Guide. How to protect your edges. We did a little bit of that already. Spent time with family and friends and stuff. And we have other holidays coming up. But we also have to be honest with ourselves about grief during the holidays. Grief during the holidays. So I want to first start out by saying... Uh, This is me offering my story and things that I have learned through the process of grieving. Uh, I highly, highly suggest that if you are dealing with grief of the loss of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, the loss of a job, the loss of your home, the loss of anything that has been in your life and you are transitioning I would highly 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 recommend that you seek the help of a qualified mental professional um, therapy for black girls online is a really really good place to start uh, I don't know if there are therapists of color in your environment where you live on God's green and blue earth and all of the other colors that are a part of the earth. (laughs) But it has been very beneficial to me to have a therapist that was a black woman. I sought her out specifically. I have had a, a counselor, a therapist before that was not black. And it was fine when we were dealing with just with one specific topic, which at that time was grief. But when grief moved into the grief of after Trayvon Martin was killed and the grief of having to explain my, to my children that they were small or smaller at the time uh, to the grief of taking their childhood away from them, that I I had to do it, that my husband and I had to be the ones to reach into their lives and tell them things that most other people in society do not have to tell their children, though they ought. This conversation is not ours just to have that one about police brutality, about violence against black bodies systematically, um, physically, mentally. A socially uh, economically we could go on only and otherwise so educationally so I would highly recommend that you get in touch with a, a qualified mental professional if you start feeling yourself kind of going under or feeling less than yourself during the holidays this year it will probably end up being a telehealth visit because we need to go on lockdown and I don't care what nobody else say it's the only way we're gonna be able to do that I mean look everybody else is is around the world skipping and jumping. We got a lot of work to do. Anyway, let's move on past that and get into the topic of the day. So, my mother passed away 5 years ago. I've explained told y'all about that and grief has come and gone. Uh it it hits me in different ways at different times. Uh this year has been especially difficult to process. Because the things that I would normally do in order to help myself uh, beyond just talking to my therapist, journaling, praying, meditating, oftentimes involved getting out and being with my friends and connecting with other sources of energy that brought me joy. And so this year has been extremely challenging in trying to figure out what to do with that grief because that grief was compounded by the grief of losing so many lives and so many things that I personally may have been naive. I may have been very naive, and I am willing to say that that this might be a space for me to grow, but I never would have fathomed that we would have all the shit that we have available to us and have so much fuckery going on that it literally has upended our lives and our children's and our grandchildren's lives and all of our loved ones for a generation. As a parent who is home and working and homeschooling, two children with two totally different ages and two totally different sets of needs. I have been a- a- available as much as I possibly have could have been, but I I mourn for them because I don't know what this shit gonna look like when we even get back to doing something because we're not getting back to pre-March 2019. You can hang that the fuck up. If you were thinking that this 2021 was going to be some kind of miraculous turnaround, maybe if you were someplace else. But here where we live in in this country, there is some disdain for life (laughs) and hypocrisy in its highest form that we have all been exposed to. And it it, it fucks with you. It really fucks with you because you're like, okay, so how do we dig out of this hole? How do you dig out of the grief of you missed your 50th birthday party this year? You had been planning for years. you had been looking forward to going to Trinidad or or Turks or or having a party at home with just your friends uh, that you were going to do something we're in that middle, in middle and above. So having to tell your grandkids that they can't come over to your house because uh, you, you taking care of your mama too. So you can't have the kids come in the house because they might be carrying COVID. We have had to deal with an extraordinary amount of change and an extraordinary amount of death, the death of many, many things. Rebirth can come from that, but the work has to be done through it. So I will use my story of grief uh, and coming to the other side of it uh, and living with it as just a physical, literal story to tell that you can put yourself in there and you can put any situation into this story. So my mama. My mama is my angel. I love my mama. I still love my mommy right now here and to this day. And so, and what? I am a mama's girl. My dad died when I was 13 years old, had never been sick a day in his life. He had diabetes, but he had genetic diabetes. He was thin and slim and trim and all of those things and had some kind of bug that got into his system. It attacked his heart and that was that. He was he was gone at 41. So my mom and I had an extraordinarily close and still have a close relationship. We still do. Even though she's not physically here with me, we still have a relationship that goes beyond all space and time, which I am so, so thankful about. So When my mother initially passed away, I was a wreck. I mean, wreck. I would come home, I would would take the kids to school, get them dressed, keep myself together long enough to get them off to school. Then I would come back home and I would be working and crying and crying and working working and crying until it was time for me to leave back out again to go pick the kids back up and I will pull it together sometimes I would call my cousin in the parking lot when I was picking up my oldest and I'm like I need to talk because if I don't get this out right now I ain't gonna make it I'm not gonna and you know you don't want to scare your children (laughs) but they do need to understand things but then you know of course they they've been through it too They've been through it too. Like my kid, my boys are were acutely aware of my relationship with my mother because she had the same relationship with them. I've shared this before that when she a time came for her to retire, uh, she was maybe a half a year short. But she found out that I was getting ready to have my first son, and uh, we'd gone through many, many pregnancies that they had not. Those babies didn't make it to this side of life. And so this was my first baby that was f- going to be full term. Hey, my mom retired early. <laughs> she was like, I am not missing thing. I'm not missing nothing. I'm not missing anything. And she didn't. She didn't miss anything. And so the boys knew my mom to be a very active, very there and present grandma. One of them good, good grandmas. Yeah. Um. So the grief when she first passed away was unbearable it just it simply was and so i started going to a therapist and got actionable items for me to do in dealing with grief because i know a lot of people will throw very well meaning and show enough tried and true scripture and and hand you some scripture and tell you to read this and walk off. Okay. So what does that scripture look like when you try to make it work in your day to day? So this is one of those things where I believe in psalms and I also believe in psychiatry. One is for my soul and the other one is to try to figure out how to Make these things that I am supposed to be working on spiritually actually work. Like actually I need to do this, this, and this, and this also can be used for the loss of anything again, grief. And so once I started going to the therapist, uh, and it was an ongoing process, I started to learn how to use my physical body to burn off anxiety and energy that was, um, was causing me distress in my body. I had grief that landed in my hip that had almost rendered me unable to move, unable to move. And I was sleeping at night in a recliner because I couldn't even lay down in the chair. And so through going through therapy And talking about those things and finding out, okay, well, sometimes you end up trying to suppress things so much that it navigates in your body and sometimes it can cause your body distress. A lot of times it can cause your body distress. And let's just pause for a second and talk about the fact that as women, specifically as black women we offer so much grace and extend so much love and pour so much into and onto everyone else and we give it to ourselves the absolute last which is the absolute ass backwards thing to do first love yourself that's the flyway first love yourself that's flyness that's how you teach other people. But first of all, you've got to teach yourself. And a lot of that is retraining yourself. A lot of it is unlearning what we were taught. And we were taught that based on what the people before us knew. They gave us what they had They gave us what they had. I tell my sons all the time that I am not, I'm their mother, I'm their mother, but I'm their more like a tour guide. I can only give them what I have. And as I continue to learn and grow, I can show them some more things so that when they continue to learn and grow, they can continue to to improve upon the, the prototype. So you can continue to improve upon it. So... I am their mom, but I am also their tour guide and I am improving upon what was taught to me. And so with that being said, with grief, it is important for you, and I need you to hear me clearly. It is important for you to allow yourself to see yourself. What do I mean by that? It is important for you to allow yourself to see that you are not okay. To see the places where you you know what? I'm doing all right right here. But over here, it's a hot ass mess. And go get help. When your friends say to you, when, w- girl, if you need me, let me know. Don't be sitting here thinking, well, I don't want to bother nobody. Because guess what? a lot of times folks will bother you. Are they bothering you though? You're willing to help out. Your heart is huge. You're there to love and care and take care of other folks. So when you have the people that you know, when they say it, you know, people that mean what they say that when they're like, if you need some help, sis, let me know. Guess what, girl? Let them know. If you feel like it's just like, I just need to Just get on the phone with somebody and cry. Call the person that can handle you being weak or whatever that weakness is perceived as. I think for me, and I think for a lot of us, it's hard to show your little tender underbelly side of yourself because it's not safe. You don't feel safe showing that vulnerability to others but that also means that you don't feel safe allowing yourself to see it either ouch i know i'm i'm reading you like this because it it needed i had to have it as well and i have to i have to read myself sometimes again like you're not asking for help because you don't want to face the pain of it Because you know if you go over and you sit with your friend and you actually start crying, you feel like you might not stop. And a lot of times we keep that armor on and keep that coat on and keep it on so that nobody sees underneath. It's a whole fucking wreck up under there. It's a wreck. It's okay to be a wreck. It's okay to grieve. You've got to If you want to get to the other side of it, what the other side of it looks like is not your day before whatever happened in your life changed your life. It won't look that way ever again. But if you allow yourself to use your pain to make you better, to repurpose it, not to hold you down, but to elevate you up. I can say that with all sincerity and mean it from the bottom of my heart because I know that I know that I know that I know that my mama would not want to see me still suffering because I miss her. She wouldn't want that for me. She would want me to use whatever tools she had given me along the way and continues to give me as I think back on things that we did and things that that I understand differently now to use those to to her wings for her to flap her wings and for me to feel that breeze and help it to push me on the wind is at my back not in my face because my mama's wings <laughs> are propelling me forward <laughs> It's a whole situation when you start looking at grief from a different point of view. It takes a while to get there, and you go back and forth with it. You go back and forth. Sometimes you are super, super high, and sometimes you're very low. Also, what I have found that works for me is that if I know that I'm coming up on my mom's birthday or Thanksgiving, when she would normally be here, or Mother's Day, or anything that is special to me. And this can be, again, around a person. It can be around a relationship. It could be around a friendship. You have to give yourself the space to mourn. And in that mourning of a person or a situation, if you know that you have events or days coming up that might be triggering for you, start making a plan around those times. Start kind of gaming out what do you need close to Christmas? Who do you need to talk to? Who can make you laugh if you feel like you need to laugh? I got some friends that I can call right now and I can guarantee you that it's a funny story that they can tell me and I will be crying if I need to shift that energy. Do you need to just cry? Do you want to talk about just some bullshit? Just get on the phone with your girl and just kiki and hee hee and, you know, put some nog with a little extra stuff in your cup of bucket. mm-hmm. and you drink on out of there and you you, you you feel better. We might have to reinvent the way that we do this for the next little while, but our awareness of where we stand with grief is so important. Grieving is a good thing. It's a part of your human experience. She's lost her mind is what you're saying. (laughs) Grieving is not good, girl. It's terrible. Grieving. You're alive. Grieving means you've loved. Grieving means you've lost. Grieving means that it's a lesson there. Grieving means that something that is no longer here is not necessarily a loss. Not necessarily. If you choose to repurpose it and to try to see it differently. Sometimes you'll have the energy for it. Sometimes you will not. Sometimes you'll be okay. Sometimes you will not. All of those things are okay, sis. They are okay. I've talked to y'all for a real, real long time. about grief, because I want you to be prepared, not just for this Christmas holiday, but as we continue to go through COVID, especially in the Black community, that we have not even had an opportunity for many of us, that's hard to even say, for many of us to even attend a service for a loved one, and It's going to be a different level of pain and awareness to that pain and grace that you must extend to yourself and breaks that you must take. And I know that therapy can be expensive. There are also online options like um, Talkspace. I've heard great things about where there are other things that you can do. There's group counseling sessions at different places, in churches, in hospital settings. Look into resources for yourself, for your friends, for your family. Be prepared and know that you are not crazy. You're not crazy, girl. You're not crazy at all. you just grieving. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay. And you're okay. Okay? Wait, girl, hold up. I can't let you leave without something to take home. Let me get you some aluminum foil. So I know, I know. That was like, ooh, girl, that was heavy. But sometimes heavy is so, so necessary, right? It is so necessary. And I don't want you to just move on and live with stuff. I want you to thrive. I don't want you to just survive. I want you to thrive. And in doing that, it calls for healing. You have to heal. You just can't force yourself to forget stuff. You have to heal. You can try to go around it. You can try to go under it. You could try to skip past it. But this is Earth School. (laughs) This is where we learn our lessons on being human. And you are human. You're wonderful, fearlessly and wonderfully made. Human. I want you to take this with you today. You are worthy. Of healing. You're worthy of healing, sis. You're worthy. You deserve that. You do. You really do. Just had to let that moment breathe for a minute. Before I norm- do my normal outro stuff, I just want to tell you I love you. And I mean that. I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about that. I am so glad that you spent a little time on yourself with me hanging out with you today. I'm so glad about that. I need you to be honest with yourself. I need you to be sincere and I need you to be all about that action, sis, because you are so worth every ounce of it. Okay? listen ain't nobody gonna take care of you like you so you are the foremost advocate on what you need so get out there and make sure you start getting that for yourself and so with that being said i want to say thank you for listening to the yo fly auntie podcast with me kendra i am just so happy that we have spent this time together today (laughs) <laughs> it's been good sis it's been good spending time with you so you know what i'm about to say don't forget to rate subscribe and review then don't forget to also tell a friend of 10 or two check out the yo fly auntie podcast or the yo fly auntie page pick you up some merch and have a very nice day. Oh, and telling people you unfuck Ooh, boo. <laughs> bye bye.